everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. Today we are in 1 Samuel 21 and 22, and I am in the podcast studio with a faithful Watermark member. He's been on the podcast before. It's George Dalton. Hello, Emma. George. Thank it, you for letting me come back. Oh, you're, it's always a pleasure. I'm glad to have you back. You, We're going to link the episodes where you shared your story in the description so we can really jump right in. Okay. But before we do, I've got an announcement. We are selling new guided journals for Join the Journey, and we are linking those in the episode description. So if you find yourself struggling to maybe stay focused as you study God's Word or in need of some additional resources, those journals would be a great place to start. Um, And so the versions that are for adults are linked as well as the version of the journal that's for kids, Journey Junior. So be sure to check that out. It's on Amazon. Super easy. That's it. That's my announcement, George. I think we're ready. (laughs) That's good. I'm going to let you just set it up for us. What, What happens in these chapters? All right. Well, that's cool. David has finally concluded that King Saul is truly out to kill him. It's tough news. Yes. In his running, he goes through Nob. Nob is a holy city of priests where the tabernacle was kept. David goes to the high priest, Ahimelech, for provisions. Ahimelech is suspicious as to why David was alone and what he was doing. David concocts a story of lies to get the bread of presence and Goliath sword. The bread of presence, or showbread, and who can eat it is best described in Leviticus 24, 5 through 9. Basically, it is 12 loaves of flatbread representing 12 tribes of Israel. Fresh bread was to be placed each Sabbath on the special table. The high priest was to eat the old bread in the presence of the Lord, symbolizing an intimacy God desires with his people, like sharing a meal. Unfortunately, Doeg, the chief herdsman of Saul, witnessed the priest providing for David. And that that was a big deal because no no one other than the, the priest, really, would be able to eat this bread, right? That is correct. That's what's, that's what's in Leviticus. So, so then the big hot take is, why, was it okay that David ate this bread? Was he violating God's law by doing so? That's the, the issue that Doeg is. He witnessed potentially God's anointed doing something that is right. I like think, not, not right. permitted. I don't think Doeg's a good guy here. Okay. And so I think Doeg, Do, Doeg just sees an opportunity to, to rat David out. Mm. Okay. All right, keep going. Well, so then what happens? He sees the opportunity. Yeah. So David's first idea is to hide in enemy territory. Which is interesting. Yeah. He goes to Gath, which we all now remember is Goliath's hometown. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, they recognized him. Tough. David pretends to be insane when he's brought before the king. Clearly, his acting job was effective to convince the king that he was insane and not a threat. The cool thing about reading David's story in the Bible is that God has preserved many of David's thoughts in his Psalms. Like Psalm 56 is David's thoughts when he was captured in Gath by the Philistines before he was taken to the king. Interesting. David rethinks the idea of hiding out in Philistine territory and returns to Israel territory. Psalms 34 records David's renewed fervor for the Lord after he was released from Gath. Somehow the word gets to David's family where he is hiding, so they flee the danger of Saul and meet up with David. And the word spreads through all the misfits in the region who has also joined up with David in the cave of Adullam. David, though under extreme pressure, is concerned about his parents. So he takes them to Mezpah of Moab and deposits them with the king for care and protection. Saul finds out that David was discovered. 
Saul sounds off about his displeasure of his perceived people's protection of David. Mm. Doeg sees an opportunity to score points with Saul, so he reports seeing David in Noab and the high priest providing for David. He embellishes the provisions to include an inquiry of the Lord for David. This could signify David's planning for war. Mm. So Saul's assuming the worst. Absolutely. Got it. We already know he's psycho. (laughs) True. We do know that. Yeah. (laughs) So it's not getting any better for him. (laughs) No, it's not. All right. This angers Saul, who calls for the priest to report in person. Saul accuses the priest, though Ahimelech denies wrong intentions. Yet Saul orders Ahimelech and all the priests in Nob to be killed. So so what Doeg's done by, by tattling on David, so to speak, is that he has not only uh, furthered Saul's anger toward David, but he's also gotten the priest in trouble. Is that correct? Is that correct? Okay. To the point of death. Hmm. And Doag takes it one step further, and he wipes out the entire town. That's so tough. Ahimelech's son, Abiathar, escapes Nob and reports to David the, the events. And David is sad because he saw Doab at Nob and figured he would report to Saul, though he could not have known the extent of the recourse, yet he feels responsible for the priest's death. That's tough. Because we would look at this and say, hey, um, David, because of the situation he was in, uh, we, we know God cares more about our hearts than the keeping of the law, or that's what he says to the Pharisees. There, there's a level to which it was okay in theory, for David to have eaten this bread. At the very least, we know it was not okay for all of these people to be killed because David ate the bread. Uh, it's kind of something that's rattling in, in my mind. But as you read this, what observations did you make? My first observation was, how could a seasoned warrior go through this humiliation? Hmm. Running from Saul, lying to a priest, acting insane to the point of dribbling spittle down his beard. <laughs> yeah. To me, this is another reason why I love to read David's story, because God shows us David was a real man with the same fears, pride, faith, and doubts we all experience. Hmm. Secondly, I thought, how could the story have changed if Ahimelech had listened to his inner voice of suspicion? What would have happened if, in addition to meeting David's physical needs, he also went one step further and asked the questions to help David with his emotional needs? Hmm. Tell me more about that, because he's, his emotional needs being the fact that he's on the run, that he's isolated. What do you mean by emotional needs? Well, David is obviously confused, mm-hmm. because why would the king be trying to kill him? He's nothing, done nothing but be this star. Yeah, yeah. And so, and he's checked it out with Jonathan from the passages before, and so we know that he's, 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 he's concerned, mm-hmm. and he's just running for his life. And so basically, he's, he's operating at his own strength. Yeah, yeah. He's not operating in God's care anymore, or not in God's thoughts. And Ahimelech honestly did the bare minimum to help him. He did help him, but he potentially could have done more. I think so. Yeah, I agree with you. Well, what? he's head priest. Sure. So why, why wouldn't he? I mean, he already said, I don't, why is he here? Yeah. Why yeah. is he here alone? He didn't, he didn't care for him. Yeah. Uh, what principles— do you, or truths do you pull out as you read this? Those are some good textual observations, but moving into the, the principle level, what do you see? Well, the good news is there's really a lot of principles in this passage that we could pull out, but mm-hmm. I just pull out a couple of them. Uh, one is trusting God, and two is God's faithfulness despite our unfaithfulness. Oh, yeah. David was clearly not trusting God when he was running, when he was lying to a priest or when he was trying to hide in enemy territory. Yet God, in his loving kindness, provides food, a weapon, even a hint when David was previously faithful in the sword was Goliath. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
God would have not been happy with David lying and mistrust, but he still provided out of his love for David. As you referred earlier, even Jesus referred to this story in Mark 2, 23-28, to prove that people are more important than laws or traditions. So, George, how do, you think, how do you then take these observations, these principles, and live differently because of what you read in this passage? Well, I read in this passage is a way to get back to God when we run or when we've drifted away. Like David did in verse 22-1, go to your cave of Adullam and sit with God. Mm. Step one. And that's where we see Psalm 57? That's where we see Psalm 57. Very good. It's written by David while he was sitting in that cave. Next step would be, go, like in verse 22, 5, listen to the truth from a trusted godly friend, like Gad. Very good. Step three, serve others like David did in verse 22, 3, where he served his parents and his friends. Four, take responsibility for your actions, like David did in caring for Abiathar in verse 22, 23. Lastly, let God be the avenger. Psalms 52 was written by David concerning his feelings for Doeg. Mm. So so let me sum them up. Number one, go to your cave, sit with God. Number two, listen to truth godly friends share with you. Three, serve others. Take responsibility for your actions. That'd be four. And then five, let God be the avenger. Totally right. Those are strong, George. Any final thoughts? Yes. I think David's prayer in Psalm 142 wraps up this story beautifully. When David wrote this prayer, he was in the cave of Adullam alone with our Lord. So good. George, thank you for sharing. Thank you for taking the time to diligently study. So grateful for you. And as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.